You're listening to the Misty Creek Community Church Podcast. To learn more about Misty Creek Community Church, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. Today's message is from Senior Pastor Stephen Street. Hello, looks like I'm live. Good to see everybody. Thank you, Kelly, for that tremendous story. Wow. And I am, I am so grateful for you and who you are. Thankful for your gift of music that you share with us to glorify the Lord every week. I'm grateful for our worship team and our worship pastor, Doug Allen, and his uh, willingness to adjust on the fly with me not being there today with you all. Um, I'm thankful for our tech team that's allowed us to have this virtual message today. I'm thankful for my wonderful wife and her support in encouraging me to go get tested for the third time for COVID, which by the way, I tested negative twice Friday. I guess third time's a charm. I do have COVID-19. So let me just give you a word of warning. You can have both vaccination and the booster shots, and you can still get one of these variants, and I have it. So just bear with me if you would. I'm thankful to be able to join you this way and, and um, just spend some time with you this morning. I do feel pretty bad. I don't usually admit that, but I do. This has got me pretty uh, sidetracked, so hope I make sense. I've just turned it all over to the Lord. I'm going to let him speak through me, and I'm going to pray that right now. Lord, even in the midst of this virus and all that's going on in my own personal life and in my family life and in the life of our church with a lot, lot, lot going on in our church, um, a lot of folks struggling. Uh, we've got folks that are still sick and folks that are just falling on difficult times. So we just ask for your peace to come upon us, to give us your compassion and to fill us with your wisdom and your knowledge. And Lord, I ask you to speak through me this morning. May you be glorified in all that I do and all that I say in Jesus' name, amen. You know, every time I read this scripture lesson from this morning, I wonder how Martha had the energy to host such a large group of people on short notice. If you ever had to host a, a group of people, it's not easy to prepare, it's stressful. Martha didn't really have any time to prepare and so she's busy preparing for Jesus and all of his followers and other people that have showed up for this, this evening time together. And so our lesson begins this morning like this. It says, Jesus and his disciples were on their way. He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. As she rushed around making preparations, she noticed Mary, her sister, wasn't helping her. Where was she? She was sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to him teach. Now, verse 40 reads, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Now, the Greek word used here for distracted literally means to drag all around. Have you ever experienced this? You feel like you're dragging around others' demands on your time and energy? You're dragging around others' expectations and standards. You're dragging around other people's priorities. So, of course, Martha was stressed out. Arthur Anne Lamont has a great definition of fear that fits our Bible passage today. She says fear stands for future event already ruined. Future event already ruined. Isn't that what happens 
when we get worried and distracted and weighed down by others' demands, that's exactly what Martha was experiencing in our story today. Future event already ruined. So she brought forth her fear and her stress to Jesus. And that brings me to the first lesson I learned from today's Bible passage. And I apologize, we don't have the slides up today, but you probably can see the close captioning there. So you can follow along with what I say here with these points. In this life, our time is limited, but our demands are endless. Isn't that true? Our time is limited, but our demands are endless. Most of us live in a permanent state of distraction and anxiety because we have a limited amount of time and energy to deal with an unlimited number of options. And let me tell you something. This was not God's design for human beings. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, which is one of our verses from Vacation Bible School, God rested from his work of creating the universe. God, who has infinite power, rested from his work. Because there was no more work to be done? Was that it? Was there no more work to be done? No. Because rest is essential for health and peace and restoration. You know, this week at Misty Creek was one of the busiest weeks I've ever had. We had vacation Bible school and hats off to our children's ministry director, uh, Molly Dixon, and her amazing VBS team and our youth leaders. Boy, they were outstanding. And I was the activities director for the week. And every day we had vacation Bible school from 9, well, yeah, 9 a.m., uh, till noon, and our youth leaders did such a phenomenal job with helping us with Vacation Bible School. We took them to Six Flags on Thursday, and it was a tremendous day. Hardly anybody was there, so we got to ride all the rides. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. But anyway, it was just a fabulous time. But I realized something. After that kind of week, we need to rest. And I'm hoping our youth leaders and our Vacation Bible School leaders and Molly will rest this next week and take some time for self-care. We need that. And God is the ultimate example of showing us that we are to rest. Rest is essential for joy. At some point, if we want to live the life God made for us, we have to lay down our burdens to take up the rest that God offers us. I want to share, you, share something with you from an author that I've been reading regarding palliative care, hospice care, um, the author is named uh, Bronnie Ware, and she's, she says this in her latest book. She's got her top five regrets of the dying. And she talks with people that are dying and says, the top five regrets of dying. And so I wanted to share those with you. Here they are. This is the first one. And this is from interviewing some of her um, hospice patients, some of her palliative care patients, end-of-life patients. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Here's the next one. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. I wish I had let myself be happier. Anytime someone at the end of their life says, I wish I had, we need to stop and listen. 
In this life, our time is limited, but our demands are endless. So how do we keep from dragging, being dragged around by the constant demands of our time? And what would it look like to live the life God made for us? Don't you want to know that? Don't you want to know what it would be like to live the life God made for you? And that brings us to the second lesson we learned from this scripture lesson today. Jesus shows us how to live life with no regrets. I believe this beautiful story that Kelly shared with us is all about that. No regrets. I bet some of you are confused right now. This is the point in the sermon where I'm supposed to praise Mary for choosing the better way. And it would be easy to make a Bible story, this Bible study, into a competition between Team Mary and Team Martha. But Jesus' actions, his priorities, are what impressed me the most in this passage. Let's go back to the first verse in this passage again. Verse 38 reads, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, on their way to where? They're on their way to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. Only Jesus knows that he's on his way to his arrest, his torture, and his crucifixion. This is the stark truth of the matter. Jesus is on the way to his death. If anyone had the right to be distracted and anxious about many things, Jesus had that right. And yet he wasn't. What was the secret of his peace? He had a singular focus, sharing the truth and love of God through teaching, preaching, and healing. His priorities were clear. His focus was unwavering. His mind was at peace, and his life was effective. I want to share something with you folks. Jesus wants that same peace and effectiveness for each of us. For more than a decade, British journalist Oliver Berkman wrote an advice column for the Guardian newspaper. In the final column, he shared some of the lessons he'd learned over the years on the secret to living a happy life. Here's just an excerpt from his final article. There will always be too much to do, and this realization is liberating. Today more than ever, there's just no reason to assume any fit between the demands on your time all the things you would like to do or feel you ought to do, and the amount of time available. The only viable solution is to make a shift from a life spent trying not to neglect anything to one spent proactively and consciously choosing what to neglect in favor of what matters most. I think Jesus would agree with this idea that we need to proactively and consciously choose what to neglect in favor of what matters most. We can't do it all. I can't do it all. Sometimes I think I can do it all. I thought, you know, I'll go today. I'll rise above this. I'll preach, teach Sunday school, do everything I need to do today. And God said, nope, you're going to be more responsible than that. You're going to rest and you're going to go get tested for a third time, even though the doctor told you after the second time, you're good to go. Thanks be to God and his prompting, folks. If you don't feel good, don't go to church. Your pastor's telling you that. 
God had to tell me that first and foremost. You can't do it all and you need to rest and you need to take care of yourself. If there's one thing I want to tell you in this message today, self-care is paramount. You cannot take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself. Even your father, your Abba, your daddy, God knows that truth. So let's get back to this story for a little bit. We're all desperately looking for peace, for fulfillment. And that peace and that happiness and that fulfillment can only be found in knowing God. Ultimately, we can only rest in knowing him. Jesus knew that, and he focused his time and energy accordingly. Mary understood that, so she neglected her hosting duties to sit at Jesus's feet and enjoy her time with him. In a Scandinavian country, there's a statue of Jesus. A tourist standing in front of it was dismayed. A local resident asked what his problem was. He replied, I cannot see his face. The resident explained, if you desire to see his face, you must kneel at his feet. If we desire to see Jesus' face, if our desire is to find the purpose of our life in the one who is the way, the truth, and the life, then we need to kneel at his feet. We can't get to know him if we're rushing around, chasing after our own agenda. It is time to lay down our burdens and take up the relationship God offers us. And that brings me to the third lesson we learned from today's scripture. You will never have time for everything. So focus your time on the most important thing. Let me say that again. And I think that's in your notes if you're on campus today. You will never have time for everything. So focus your time on the most important thing. In verses 41 and 42 of our passage today, Jesus says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Historian Truslow Adams tells a time-honored story he heard from a friend who had spent a couple of years living with an indigenous people in the upper Amazon. A group of Amazon men had been traveling through the forest for two days, making great progress on their journey. But on the third day, they stopped and rested. There seemed to be no reason for the stop. No one was injured. They weren't suffering from exhaustion. The American man asked the group leader why they had stopped. The leader replied, they are waiting. They cannot move farther until their souls have caught up with their bodies. When Martha brought her stress and complaints to Jesus, he heard her deepest need. He wanted Martha's soul to catch up with her body. So he encouraged her to follow Mary's example and neglect her work in favor of resting and enjoying time with him. He was saying to her and to us, lay down your temporary burdens and take up my eternal purpose. It's the only thing you need. And it's the only thing that can never be taken away from you. How would it change your life 
if you believe that. You know, stress comes from the sense that someone always needs something from you. You got plenty of stress in your life, don't you? Because you feel like several somebodies need something from you. Peace comes from the realization that you need something from God. The one thing we need, the only thing that can ever be taken away from us, that can never be taken away from this, there's one thing that can never be taken away from us, and that's our love for Jesus Christ. I'm ask Doug if he'd make his way up, and I'm going to close out our time together. This love that I'm talking about will change everything about our lives. It will decide what gets us out of bed in the morning, what breaks our hearts, what amazes us with joy and gratitude. And that love comes from spending time at Jesus' feet. So I encourage you to lay aside your agenda and your distractions and spend time meditating worshiping with Jesus every day. Fall in love with him. Stay in love with him. And it will decide everything. Let's spend a few moments meditating in a time of prayer. I encourage you to lay aside your agenda and your distractions and focus on Jesus. He wants you to cast your cares upon him. He says, come unto me, all of you who are weary and burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in spirit, and I will give you rest for your weary soul. Let's just take a moment to spend at Jesus' feet. What are those distractions? What's that agenda that's keeping you so stressed and consumed that you don't know if you're coming or going? Release it all to Jesus today. Let him take control. Jesus, we know the most important thing is to surrender to you, is to trust you, to love you with all our heart, soul, mind, spirit, might, and body. And so today, we commit to doing the most important thing, and that's seeking first your kingdom, telling others about your great love, worshiping and glorifying you and enjoying you forever. Thank you for this time together this morning. Thank you for the time of worship. Thank you for Kelly and this amazing story. We are so grateful for life, the life that you give. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now and forevermore, amen. I love you all. God bless you.
We hope you were inspired by today's message. For more sermons from Misty Creek Community Church, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you like to stream your podcasts. You can also watch videos of our sermons and complete services on the Misty Creek Community Church YouTube channel. And while you're there, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. For more information about our church, including our mission, location, service times, and more, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. God bless you, and thank you for listening.